Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio, another true story from True Story FM. I'm your host, Megan Strand with Engage for Good. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Harbor Compliance. Harbor Compliance provides services and software to help nonprofits and businesses maintain compliance with federal, state, and local government licensing requirements. Check today's show notes for a link to get a free online fundraising compliance guide or visit harborcompliance.com to learn more. We're back with another special edition of Cause Talk Radio in which we feature a deep dive conversation with one of this year's Halo Award winners. This episode features the silver winner for the Disaster Prevention and Relief category, an initiative called Hydrating Our Nation's Heroes, a partnership between Anheuser-Busch and the National Volunteer Fire Council. I'm joined today by Adam Warrington, VP of CSR for Anheuser-Busch, as well as Heather Schaefer, Chief Executive Officer of the National Volunteer Fire Council. We discuss how this award-winning partnership got started, how the partners decided to be proactive instead of reactive when it came to supplying canned fresh water to wildfire sites, how they got the word out to volunteer firefighters, and the impact of the program. We also talk about how the COVID pandemic is impacting this partnership and what future plans entail. Well, hello, Adam and Heather, and welcome to Cause Talk Radio. Megan, hello. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Megan. Well, congratulations, first of all, on your Halo win. Very, very exciting. Um, I wonder if you could start us off today. Maybe, Adam, you can start us off. Who are you and what do you do? Megan, uh, again, thank you for having me. My name is Adam Warrington. I'm the Vice President of of Corporate Social Responsibility for Anheuser-Busch, and we have a CSR platform that encompasses environmental sustainability, responsible drinking, and community. And what we're going to talk about today is our community pillar, which ties to our emergency drinking water program. Amazing. Thank you. And how about you, Heather? Who are you and why are you here? What do you do? (laughs) Well, Megan, it's a pleasure to be here today. I'm Heather Schaefer. I'm the CEO of the National Volunteer Fire Council, and I manage the operations of the organization. And I think we're going to talk a little bit more about the exciting award that we've received in partnership with Anheuser-Busch. So happy to be here. Adam, let's start out with you. So Anheuser-Busch has obviously provided canned drinking water in the past in the wake of disasters. I remember seeing when that first came out a couple of years ago when you kind of changed your production around and um, were getting canned waters to people who needed it after disasters. But how did you decide to set your sights on wildfires? It's a little bit of a different play than what we've seen you do in the past. Yeah, you know, as as the country faces more and more natural disasters, other crises, you know, our belief it's important to have many programs in place to help our emergency responders. And what we came to learn um, working with Heather and her team was that volunteer fire departments across the country, they're both understaffed and undersupported. They need a lot of support. There's plenty they need. Hydration is an area where they need support. It's a major concern. It's an area we can help as entire bush. Um, firefighters need to stay hydrated so they can be at peak performance, so they can protect our communities. Uh, Dehydration can result in decreased physical and mental performance and other serious health consequences. It's a critical concern when lives are on the line. You know, we're asking these men and women who volunteer so graciously their time to protect our communities. So we thought, how can we help the Anheuser-Busch? So by donating cans of our emergency drinking water, 
and ideally helping to raise awareness on the challenges that firefighters face, both career and volunteer firefighters. Uh, we at Hazard Bush are aiming to do our part to support volunteers uh, as they protect all of us. And it seems like wildfires, I mean, we've always obviously had wildfires, but it seems like they've gotten so much more tragic and urgent in the past handful of years. Did that lead at all to your decision as well? Like, did you start seeing this in the news a little bit more and um, started to reach out a little bit more in that in that area? It did. You know, certainly as we gained more knowledge and, and started to further kind of understand the growth of wildfires across the country and the strain on, on fire departments as a whole. And also learning that approximately 70% of the firefighters in the United States are volunteer. So how could we help them? How could we do something that was core to our business? We've had our emergency drinking water program in place since 1988. So we had essentially a reactive program with the American Red Cross. They would reach out to us in in times of natural disaster. We provide water. This is more of a proactive, how can we get water to those who need it in advance, uh, which led us to reach out to and eventually partner with NBFC. Amazing. Well, Heather, I wonder if you could give us a little bit of background about what the National Volunteer Fire Council does, and then maybe how you came to partner with Anheuser-Busch and how this all got started. Sure. So the NBFC is a a national nonprofit association representing America's volunteer firefighters, EMTs, and rescue personnel. About 67% of America's fire service is made up of volunteers, and that's usually surprising to most people. Uh, When you call for help, oftentimes there's a good chance that the person responding doesn't receive a paycheck. Uh, And so we need to be able to support those uh, people who are putting their lives on the line, as Adam said, um, with resources and organization advocates for training, health and safety, uh, and legislative legislation that advocates for them and their needs. Um, Anheuser-Busch approached us about providing clean canned drinking water to support our volunteer firefighters in the wildland area. And it was just a perfect partnership from the beginning. And we're just so grateful for their support. So Adam, how exactly did this program work? How many cans of water did you end up distributing last fire season? How do you get it there? Like what are the, what's the nitty gritty behind the scenes about how this all happens? Yeah, sure. You know, fire departments across the country, they were able to apply to receive a donation of our emergency drinking water through the National Volunteer Fire Council. Uh, we needed to have that partner in place, that expertise. Uh, once the applications were reviewed by NBFC uh, and their Wildlands Committee, uh, we at AB would coordinate the deliveries alongside our wholesaler partners. So we have more than 400 wholesaler partners across the United States. Uh, we made the first deliveries uh, about a year ago uh, in early June, the official start of wildfire season kind of put official in quotes there. Uh, And we started by donating nearly 300,000 cans of emergency drinking water to 26 volunteer fire departments uh, in some of the country's most um, wildfire vulnerable markets across the country where the need was was greatest. So these initial deliveries helped to ensure our volunteer fire departments were stocked with the resources they needed to stay hydrated ahead of wildfire season. Going back to my earlier point, how could we kind of proactively give those who need it in advance? And then last year, throughout the summer and fall, we continued to deliver these resources of water, and we donated um, 1.6 million cans of our emergency drinking water to over 300 fire departments across the U.S. in 2019. So, Heather, Adam has talked about this a couple of times, but maybe you could shed a little bit more light here. So instead of only responding reactively after a disaster strikes, this partnership, um, as Adam has said, is a little bit more proactive. So can you explain the approach and um, whose idea was that? How did you decide to do that? And how did it end up working? Absolutely. Yeah, we I think together we came to that conclusion that preparation is key. 
Uh, and the fire service is all about preparation and mitigating disaster before it strikes. And it's really critical to the health and safety of our communities and to our firefighters and making sure they have what they need in advance of these wildland fires. Uh, by developing a cache of clean canned drinking water, departments are better prepared. And then this hydration is so critical for our firefighters to keep them at their best physically and mentally to avoid dangerous health consequences. Um, keep in mind that when firefighters are battling a wildland fire, they lose about five times the amount of water as athletes during a, a given period of time. So they, wow. it's, it's really remarkable. And so they do need this water to replenish what they've lost. And having that supply of water ready means that they have one less resource that they have to really think about and gather before these disasters strike. So what did it all end up working out the way that you anticipated it working out? I mean, I, I think it's hard to pull out the crystal ball and predict exactly, you know, who's going to need what and when did it did it end up working out the way that you anticipated it? Frankly, we didn't know what the, the request and demand might be. So, you know, we made right. a commitment that we wanted to donate at least one million cans last year to start. Um, we had many conversations with Heather and her team, and, and we learned so much from the National Volunteer Fire Council. I think we all were perhaps a little unsure or unaware of how many requests might come in. So I think that was the kind of the outstanding question uh, was the demand. And it exceeded our original expectations. We were glad we were able to kind of meet much of those requests together. One of the things I liked about this campaign, sometimes, you know, this is one of those things that could definitely be a behind the scenes thing that nobody would ever know about unless you were a firefighter receiving these cans or you were somebody making the cans. So one of the things I liked about this initiative is you did you did do something to kind of make this a little bit more public facing and share some of the work you were doing. Um, I think part of that is great to bring awareness just to the issue and the fact that, you know, almost 70 percent of our firefighters are volunteers, which is an incredible statistic. So um, you at... Uh, AB had a launch week. So can you talk a little bit about what that entailed, Adam? Yeah, happy to. You know, so we wanted to celebrate the launch of the program. We wanted to drive awareness, making, as you said, um, help educate members of the fire service on the program and the opportunity to receive a donation. So to do so, you know, we, we partnered, of course, with the National Volunteer Fire Council, Heather and her team, as well as the Congressional Fire Services Institute. And we hosted a series of events in Washington, D.C. last spring. So these events coincide with the Congressional Fire Service Institute's National Fire and Emergency Services Dinner and Symposium. That brings together about 1,500 firefighters, politicians, government officials. They do that annually uh, to spotlight the efforts of our of our nation's fire service. So in addition to um, our presence at Hunter's Bush at the event, we hosted a preview event at our Washington, D.C. office. We also hosted uh, a partner with Politico to have a panel discussion on disaster relief in the era of extreme weather, get conversation going, that was live streamed um, out by Politico as well. And the Politico panel brought together experts and public officials for a conversation and how extreme weather is prompting uh, a renewed look at national disaster relief efforts. So the event featured uh, remarks from, from me uh, as well. We had a representative from FEMA, uh, the state of Washington, and the American Red Cross on the panel. Today's podcast is brought to you by Harbor Compliance. Did you know that 41 states currently require nonprofits to register to solicit their residents? And that once registered, nonprofits must report regularly to each state to maintain good standing? Well, what qualifies a solicitation, you might ask? Many states consider online fundraising activities such as email, website donate now buttons, peer-to-peer -peer fundraising, and social media crowdfunding campaigns to be solicitations. 
Harbor Compliance can help with deep industry expertise, providing turnkey solutions to clients of every size in every state and from 25 countries. Harbor Compliance empowers nonprofits to focus on their missions and businesses to focus on their bottom line. Check today's show notes for a link to get a free online fundraising compliance guide or visit harborcompliance.com to learn more. Um, we've talked a little bit about this already, Heather, but how specifically did you communicate the, avail- the availability of this resource to your firefighters around the country? It sounds like the response was overwhelming. Did it, um, it did it go as well as you expected? Did it take some time to ramp up? Like how did how did you get the word out that this was a, a, a new resource? In addition to getting the word out directly to our members, who are volunteer firefighters, uh, through our newsletter, social media channels, we worked with our state fire association members as well, um, the fire service media. Um, we put out that call to everyone that we knew was fire service related that Anheuser-Busch was providing clean canned drinking water to those in need. And as Adam said, we just received it. We didn't know what would happen either. And we received a, you know, a phenomenal response, over 300 applications um, from 42 states. So it was very geographically diverse. Uh, and so many volunteer fire departments are struggling to find all of the resources that they need. And so you know, for Anheuser-Busch to provide this resource during this critical time to ramp up for wildfire season, it was just a tremendous response. Um, and you know, we were excited to see it, it really just take off from the very get go. I just realized that I don't know something. So how would firefighters get water normally if they didn't have these free canned water? Like how does that happen typically? Great question. Um, you know, a lot of volunteer fire departments, the individual firefighters will go out and purchase bottled water themselves. And, and of course, their departments may have budgets that would provide for some of that, or they maybe they have something donated. But there are often, oftentimes you'll have volunteer departments where firefighters themselves will go out and, and stock up for the season. Um, we had one fire department in Montana mention, though, that the heat conditions are so extreme on these wildfires that these water bottles were melting. And so the plastic is getting into their water. And so Anheuser-Busch with the canned drinking water, this was not occurring. So um, just, it was a great, you know, resource to to provide to volunteer fire departments. And then the safety and health of the clean canned drinking water they were providing is just, was a better alternative for these departments. So one of the things we talk about on this podcast all the time, and I'm going to say it again, is that it's really important for companies. This has to these these have to be mutually beneficial partnerships, right? Like it's always good to make a social impact, but it's also important that the company um, these are initiatives that the company can benefit from as well, so that they can continue doing good works in the world. So I'm going to caveat this next question by saying that, like I do pretty much every episode. Um, so Adam, could you talk a little bit about how you prioritize these types of of social impact efforts in terms of reputation management and also as a point of competitive differentiation? Sure. You know, I'm very proud personally and very lucky to work for a company that's been around for more than 165 years and has been committed to being a good corporate citizen and social impact for, for that period of time. So it's pretty simple. When our communities thrive, our business thrives. Um, and we're the biggest brewer in, in both America and the world. So we have a responsibility to give back to those communities where we live where we work, where we play, and, and beer is part of, uh, of so much of, of, our, of our lives uh, as adults. So, 
you know, over the last few months, we at the Bush, we've seen how important it is to support our, our, our colleagues, our employees, our communities when they need it most. Um, I get to, to be at this company. I get to lead a team where these types of actions are really built into our heritage. It's expected. Um, we have a corporate purpose of bringing people together for a better world. So we, we're going to walk the walk. We focus our efforts on the initiatives that leverage our core capabilities, uh, relationships we've had that are new or, or longstanding. Um, and REITs, we want to ensure we're driving authentic and meaningful change. You know, as we talk here about our emergency drinking water program, we get to utilize our, our production capabilities, our logistics capabilities. And we pause production in our breweries to, to can our drinking water. We activate our logistics network to get it out where it needs to go uh, and deliver what we think is a critical resource as soon as a disaster strikes or a fire department is in need. So, you know, beer brings people together. It has for centuries. Um, and we want to take actions through our CSR, our Better World Initiatives, uh, to make sure the same holds true moving forward. Awesome. So I don't think the wildfires got the memo that there's a global pandemic. So I suspect they don't care that that's happening. So Heather, is this an initiative that's going to continue on into 2020, especially given everything that's happening with the COVID situation? It absolutely is. And, and we're just so grateful again to Anheuser-Busch for, for continuing this on during the pandemic. There's a whole nother set of uh, logistics and resource um, constraint that these departments are facing. So um, again, they're, you know, they're strapped for funding, uh, PPE, uh, and personnel resources. We, we need people to volunteer during this time. Um, so having that Fresh canned drinking water and that already committed to 2020. We've already had the announcement for the first round to get that's gone out. Oh, good. Uh, again, enormous response, uh, <laughs> exceeding all expectations. Um, we have another round going out in July. So, Yes, definitely continuing on in 2020. Another benefit of having an individual can, right? Like you're not sharing anything with anyone else on the fire line. Absolutely. So the other thing I say almost every podcast, and I will say again, is that our listeners are primarily practitioners. So these are the people that like may sit in one of your seats doing your job. So they like to hear kind of the nitty gritty behind the scenes. You know, what did you learn from this that maybe I could learn from to help my own program? So Adam, I'm going to ask you first, what would you say that you've personally learned from this? And, you know, maybe you can extrapolate a little bit to some other social impact initiatives at Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, it's the importance of authenticity. Uh, you know, we're a beverage company and this ties into a core capability. Water is the main ingredient in, in everything we make. So it makes sense. We are not a food company. So if we are partnered with MVFC to deliver, you know, needed food or nutrition in that route, it most likely would not be as authentic. So you know, social impact programs need to be something the company really believes in. And I think ties to its core capabilities. I'm sure, Megan, you hear that from a lot of people you, you talk to. We really believe it. It requires extreme commitment from the corporate leadership team. You know, if they're not bought in, this can't move forward and can't sustain. When we first met with Heather and the, the team at MVFC, we were very clear. We want this to be an ongoing partnership. This is not about 2019 or 2020. It's meant to be multi-year, multi-generation. And I hope this program is going on you know, many years from now and perhaps Heather and I are, are long away from the jobs we have right now. So, um, you know, and internally, you have to collaborate with your business units, your, your, your value chain. You need to have support from external partners to create large-scale impact. And we're so proud as we talk here with the NBFC, and we're very proud of our partnership with the American Red Cross as well. You know, this program that we've been talking about, we were able to ex leverage our expanded water production capabilities. We were able to produce more water, thus we were able to donate more. Uh, we worked across our company to support an entirely new community. 
Um, but finding partners like National Volunteer Fire Council, the Congressional Fire Services Institute, it helped ensure we're providing support in a meaningful way. And um, the support, again, from those partners and our senior leaders made this something very authentic. We had extreme buy-in across our, our company. We have 19,000 employees in the U.S., many more at our wholesaler partners, and they're very proud to take part and then share and document how they participated in this program. You said something really important that you kind of said very sort of humbly that I just want to reinforce a little bit. And that was that this is a partnership for the long term. I think we see a lot of these initiatives that are like, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to try it once for six months. And if it doesn't work, we're out. Like it's sometimes these things take time to ramp up. And I think what you just said there is really interesting and something that people should pay attention to. You know, if you're going to take a stand on something, it's important to say like, we're in this for the long haul. And I hope this program is around after I'm gone. Um, it doesn't always work out that way, but I think um, more often the inclination is to be, you know, to say, we'll, we'll try this once for six months and if it doesn't work, we're out. So I like I like that that is a commitment that you are willing to say publicly. So thank you, Adam, for that. Heather, what about you? What have you personally learned from this partnership with AB? You know, uh, to me, to see such a large company with so many locations and employees and just the impact that they have had on an individual firefighter, the, the positive impact that health, um, you know, um, the ability to affect the health and safety of those firefighters is just so critical. And it's, again, it's just this, you know, major corporation and just really boiling it down to that individual person and making sure that they are healthy and they're safe so that they can respond and do what needs to be done when someone calls for help. And so for me, it's just, it's seeing just something just so altruistic, just so selfless and here, we want to help you. And, and you're right. A lot of this happened behind the scenes. There wasn't a lot of, you know, look what we're doing. It's, it was just very true and, and just so welcomed and, and very much appreciated. So I think that's, for me, it was just how this really boiled down to affecting an individual person. That must be a very rewarding thing for you to be able to see, Heather. That's awesome. Um, Adam, where can people learn more about this particular initiative and all the other good works that um, Anheuser-Busch is doing online if they'd like to do that? Yes, please. So um, two resources. You can learn more about all of our CSR initiatives, including our emergency drinking water program at both AnheuserBusch.com and PurposeBeyondBrewing.com. Great. And Heather, what about you? Where can people learn more about the National Volunteer Fire Council online? Sure. So NVFC.org. Or if you want to become a volunteer firefighter, makemeafirefighter.org. Excellent. Well, we will put all of those in the show notes, which you can find at engageforgood.com. Thank you so, so much, Heather and Adam, for sharing a little bit more about the inner workings behind this amazing Halo Award winning campaign. And congratulations again. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Megan, so much. Heather, thank you. We are so proud of our partnership with you and NBFC. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Adam. We are too. Thank you so much. Cause Talk Radio. It's a true story.